Thank you, Lord. Once again, we know God wants us to continue to teach and preach and emphasize the importance of faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. Amen. Because right, that's what we've been, we've been confessing. I mean, it's still God's plan for us to flourish this year. Come on, anybody receive that? And once again, in the times we're living in, it's never been more important for us to flourish in every area of our lives. And I believe we're going to get it. Come on, I believe this is our year. Come on, say, this is my year. Look at Proverbs 28, 20. Come on, tell your neighbor, this is my year. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. Says a faithful man shall what? Abound with blessings. And he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. He's saying the man that is faithful to the things of God shall do what? Abound where? Bound where? In blessing. Somebody say in blessing. Come on, somebody say that's me. Come on, act like you know it's me. Come on, say that's me. Should be Proverbs 28 20. Where y'all get to in that? <laughs> we know it's been prophesied for 2018 that these are indeed the great days of greater glory, saith the Lord. He says, I will cause it to manifest to all who have remained faithful to me and faithful to my word, and I will cause them to flourish and to abound as I have promised in my word. He says, I will honor their loyalty to me and enable them to overcome every attack of the evil one. And I will bring them into the greatest breakthroughs that, I, that they have thus experienced thus far. And he says, rest assured that I am working on their behalf even now. And they shall triumph and be victorious. And all shall see that I am still the God of the breakthrough. And I am still the God who keeps covenant. So lift up your hands and lift up your voices and praise your God. Come on, the God that's unlike any other God. The God who blesses all who have been faithful and loyal to him, saith the Lord. And we also know 2018 are days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of what? A what? Abounding. Amen. And once again, few Christians realize that God has always been committed to bringing goodness, joy, happiness, prosperity, and health to his people. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And see, that was the primary reason that he sent his son to shed his blood and die for us on the cross. Amen. Are you with me out there? One of the most favorite scriptures in the Bible, we all know it, John 3, 16. For what? For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son that whosoever what? Believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting, what? Life. Amen. Later on, the same John wrote in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, and this was what? Manifested the what? The love of God towards who? Towards us. Listen, in what Jesus did at Calvary, it was God manifesting his love towards us. Let me say it again. And what Jesus did at Calvary, it was God manifesting his love towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might what? 
It's right there on the screen, y'all. It don't say that. It's right there. <laughs> That's our problem. We want to quote. We don't want to read. <laughs> because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. Hallelujah. See, God will and still is for us to live like David described in Psalms 23, 6. Where it says what? Surely. Somebody say surely. That's for sure. Come on. <laughs> surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. How often? All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on. What did we learn about goodness? That is what? It's one of the manifestations of the glory of God. Do you remember that? Amen. And these are the days of greater glory. Come on, these are the days of greater glory. Come on, days of what? Of the manifested goodness of God or, amen, that like it's, it's going to be so great that we've never even seen it yet. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm talking about the days of manifested goodness of God like we never, ever, ever experienced before. I don't know about you, I'm ready for it. Come on, anybody ready for it? Amen. But notice it says, it tells us how often we should be experiencing it. How often? How often? Some of the days. All the days of my life. In other words, God does something good for me every day. Some I say every day. Amen. And once again, that doesn't mean we don't have adversity. That doesn't mean we don't come up under, under attack. I mean, come on, say amen, somebody. We do know somehow, because God is good, he'll make something good out of every attack that comes against me. Come on, say amen, somebody. And what the devil meant for evil or bad, God will always turn it into good. Come on, say, somebody say, that's my God. And once again, we're supposed to experience the goodness of God in our lives every day, folks. In some way or another, I'm supposed to experience the goodness of God. Come on, every day. Somebody say every day. The New Living Translation reads it this way. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Will what pursue me? Well, what? Pursue me. Come on, chase me down. Matter of fact, that's what the Bible says. The Bible, the message Bible says it this way. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. And on, I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. But it says your beauty and love, what? Chases after me. Come on, see the goodness of God is chasing us down, folks. The problem is some of us need to slow down and stand still and let it come on us instead of running from it. Come on, say amen, somebody. But it says this, it's pursuing you all the days of your life. 
Let me say it again. It's pursuing you all the days of your life. See, when you get up in the morning and during the day also, come on, you say blessings. If you're looking for me, I'm right here. Come on, me. Come on, overtake me. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, get up every day thinking. No matter what you're going through, you say, goodness is looking for me today. Goodness is pursuing me today. And I expect to see the goodness of God today. Come on, somebody say, I expect it. See, God is doing everything he possibly can to get his goodness into your life. Let me say it again. God is doing everything he possibly can to get his goodness into your life. We were created to enjoy the goodness of God. Let me say it again. We were created to what? To enjoy the goodness of God. We weren't, we, listen, we were not created to experience the wrath of God. We were created to experience the what? The what? The what? And you'll find throughout the Psalms, David talks about the goodness of God. Look at Psalms 21.3. Why? Because God is. Come on, God is. Come on, God is. Psalms 21.3. It says, for now prevent of him, which means to go before or proceed. So it says, you go before me with what? With blessings of what? Blessings of what? Goodness. Now set up a crown of pure gold. Come on, say on my head. Oh, come on. So you get up every morning doing what? You get up every morning and you expect God to go before you wherever you might be going that day. And he's expecting he's preparing a trail of goodness for you to follow. Let me say it again. Get up every morning and expect God to go before you wherever you might be going that day. And expect that he's preparing a trail of goodness for you to follow all day long. Why? You precede me with your goodness. Come on. You precede me with your what? Goodness. The New International Version reads it this way. You welcome him with riches. And you place a, 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 you place a crown of pure gold on his head. Come on. You welcome him with what? Rich. Blessing. Someone say, that's mine. You welcome him with what? Rich blessing. The New Living Translation reads it this way. You welcome him back with success and prosperity, and you place a crown of, of the finest gold on his head. Come on. You welcome him back with what? Success and what? Prosperity. So what means that evidently success and prosperity are characteristics of the goodness of God. But once again, get this deep down into your spirit that God's goodness is his blessing. And also get down in your spirit that he wants you to enjoy it every day of your life. Somebody say every day. Come on, say every day. So you begin to thank him for his goodness. Come on, you begin to thank him for his goodness. And you begin to thank him for his goodness. So the blessing of goodness includes prosperity and success. 
Let me say it again. So the blessing of goodness includes prosperity and what? Success. Well, the Bible tells us in Exodus 18, 9, Exodus chapter 18, verse 9, we know Jethro was the father-in-law of Moses. Exodus chapter 18, verse 9. It says, in Jethro, what? He what? He what? Rejoice in what? For all the what? Goodness which the Lord had done in Israel, whom he had what? Delivered out of the hand of the Egyptian. Once again, we haven't rejoiced enough, folks. We haven't been rejoicing enough. Let me say it again. We haven't been rejoicing enough. The Bible says here, Jethro rejoiced. He did what? Rejoice for all the what? Goodness. For all the what? Goodness. Once again, how many have you ever experienced the goodness of God? I see a couple of y'all. This side is just that nobody, even the teenagers, simply got their head down probably on their telephones. Once again, Jephthah did what? Rejoice for all the what? Goodness of God. How many of you ever experienced the goodness of God? How about in the last few days? And once again, if you have a hard time rejoicing in public, and that's not just for adults, teenagers, and kids. Because sometimes my children, they come over to go to children's church, they give God praise because they get a treat. <laughs> then they come over here and don't do nothing but sit there and look at the screen. But you say, he goes to candy to who gets God to praise the most. Ah! So the question is, is that true praise? That's not what we're supposed to be children, teaching our children in children's church. And parents, I blame y'all too because y'all sit there and watch the children sit there looking like dead ducks. It's your responsibility to tell that child, lift your hands and give God praise. Don't you know how good God has been to us? Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. What does Psalm 31, 19 say? And once again, before we go there, amen, if you have a hard time, and people have a hard time, do have a hard time praising, rejoicing in public, folks. And that's only because they're not practicing it in their private lives. Come on, you look me out here. And a lot of Christians fail to experience the goodness of God primarily because they don't show enough thankfulness. Amen. They don't rejoice enough. Let me say it again. They don't rejoice enough. Once again, look at Psalms 31, 19. Look what it says here. It says, oh, how great is thy what? Goodness. Which thou hast what? Laid up for them that fear or reverence and respect, have respect towards God. That fear thee, which thou hast what? 
wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of God. See, God has gifts laid out for you that he wants to spring on you and then sit back and watch your reaction. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. There is so much goodness that we have yet to see. But he says here, it's stored up and waiting for me. Come on, it's stored up and waiting for you. Look at Psalm 65, 11. Psalm 65, 11 says, Thou crowneth thy year with thy what? I'm talking about the whole year? Thou crowneth the year with thy goodness, and thy past drop with what? Fatness. Listen, as we're marching towards the, this year, the year of Jesus' return, folks, once again, we're going to look back on this year. We're going to look back on 2018 and say, that was the year everything in my life changed. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. That was the year. Say it ever, that was the year. In other words, that was the year that he crowned the year with his goodness and his path dropped with what? Fatness. That word fatness means prosperity and abundance. That was the year. Tell neighbor, that was the year. God is leaving a path for us in 2018. And he will lead us. I'm telling you, he will lead us to prosperity and abundance. He will lead us to prosperity and abundance. Oh, come on. He will lead us to what? Prosperity and abundance. The New Living Translation reads Psalm 65, 11 this way. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard paths overflow with abundance. Is anybody ready for the overflow? Come on, anybody ready for the overflow? It's even a hard pathways. Overflow with what? Abundance. Come on, we're building faith here. Because if you don't believe it, you won't receive it. That's why the psalmist proclaims in 107 verse 8. Turn there. Hallelujah. He said, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his what? For his what? For his goodness and for his what? Wonderful works to the children of men. Notice it says, oh, that men would. He said, please praise the Lord. Come on. It's a plea. He's saying, please praise the Lord. He's almost begging men to what? Praise him for his goodness. So that means, apparently, praising God for his goodness is so important, folks. Matter of fact, it's so important, he repeats it three more times. Look at verse 15. 
He says, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He says it in verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He says it in verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the what? Children of men. Listen, how can we see this four times and don't pay any attention to it? Come on, God is trying to get our attention, folks. Once again, understand this. Praise and worship are monument to the greatest breakthroughs we've ever seen. Let me say it again. Praise and worship are monument to the greatest breakthroughs we've ever seen. And so once again, we know him as Savior. We know him as baptized in the Holy Ghost. We know him as healer. Come on, say amen, somebody. Some know him as deliverer. But most of the body of Christ don't know him as the God of the breakthrough. Because once again, if they really knew him as God of the breakthrough, it wouldn't be so easy to give up. Are you with me out here? Wait, wait a minute. Listen, the God of the breakthrough wants to visit your house. Please open the door. Say it again. The God of the breakthrough wants to what? Wants to visit your house. And once again, another major point. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. Say it again. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. Some of y'all kind of got it. The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. The question is, how big of a breakthrough do you need? Because why? The depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. If you need a little breakthrough, you go, hallelujah. But if you need a major breakthrough in this room, I wouldn't just be watching her. I'd be giving God more praise than anybody in this room if I need a major breakthrough in my life right now. to your name Lord see now you can see why the psalmist says four times in one psalm oh that men would what praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the what to the children of men oh that men would what Praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works. What? Come on, let's give him praise one more time. Hallelujah! Come on, give him glory. Come on, give him honor. 
Why? Praise and thanksgiving is one of the greatest expressions of faith. Praise and thanksgiving is one of the greatest expressions of faith. When you can praise God before it manifests, that's faith. Say, neighbor, that's faith. Come on, tell somebody else, that's faith. Amen? See, we should be praising him the moment we experience the manifest, the goodness of the God. Are you with me out here? But also, listen, we should be praising him in anticipation of his goodness. Now, I ask anyone, has anyone experienced the goodness of God in the last few days? But once again, how many of you are presently anticipating the goodness of God? Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, you need to give him praise in anticipation of, of what he's about to do in your life. The goodness is about to show up and pursue you and chase you down. Come on, look at Psalms 145.7. Look at Psalms 145.7. Hallelujah. It says, notice what it says here. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. So many people forget so quickly when God manifests his goodness, folks. Come on. People believe for a financial breakthrough. And they may get it. And they'll praise him for a moment when they get it. But then they forget. Say it again. Then they what? Then they what? Listen to me, folks. Keep in your memory. Keeping in memory, in your memory, manifestations of the goodness of God is vital to seeing it again. Say it again. Keeping in your memory manifestations of the goodness of God, it's vital to you seeing it again. Oh, anybody believe that? Go to 1 Samuel 17:32. The reason David was able to slay Goliath. Notice what he did before he went out to battle, folks. 1 Samuel 17:32. And it says, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Talking about Goliath. Thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth. And he is a man of war from his what? Youth. Well, what was David's response? He started to remember past manifestations of the goodness of God. Come on. Look at what he says here in verse 34. And David said unto Saul, Listen, thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of my flock, and I went after him, and I smote him, 
and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he had a nerve arise against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant, the little runt you're looking at right now, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing that he is what? Defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me, the Lord that delivered me out of what? Out of Paul the lion and out of the paws of the what? Bear. He will deliver me out the hands of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go boy. You go boy. Come on, say amen somebody. Let the Lord be with you. I right, with me out there. Listen, he knew everything he did was not by his might. He knew everything he did was not by his power. He kept in remembrance it was the Lord that delivered me. Come on. He kept in his memory the goodness. The goodness. And he brought it up from time to time, folks. Come on. He wrote about it. He sung songs about it in the book of Psalms. When was the last time you sung a song of goodness of God? When was the last time you sung a song of the goodness of God? When was the last time you allowed a new song to come out of your spirit about the goodness of God? I'm talking about praising God for his goodness. Praising God for all the time he's came through for me. Why? Folks, this is key to experiencing these days of greater glory. I'm saying this, this is key to you experience these days of greater glory. You got to keep God's goodness in your memory. Say it again. You got to keep God's what? Goodness in your memory. Go to Psalm 27, 13 again. David said, Psalm 27, 13. He said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In a great trial, he said, I would have fainted if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God. In other words, he wouldn't have had the strength he wouldn't have had the fortitude. He wouldn't have had the ability to keep standing in faith if he hadn't believed that he was going to see the goodness of God just like he seems in day past. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, tell your neighbor, this is important. Why? Because the greatest expression of faith is praise and thanksgiving in anticipation of or what you believe God is going to do. Let me say that again. The greatest expression of praise, of faith, is praise and thanksgiving in anticipation of what you believe God is going to do. Oh, 
I'll say it one more time. Just make sure some, everybody got it. The greatest expression of faith is praise and thanksgiving in anticipation of what you believe God is going to do. If you don't believe God is going to do something, you won't give him praise. Because your faith ain't there. Your faith ain't there. Your faith ain't there. Because why? The greatest expression of faith is your praise and thanksgiving, folks. See, anybody can praise him once it happens. But it takes great faith to praise him while you're waiting for it. Come on. It takes great faith to praise him when it looks like it'll never happen. Come on. Great faith when the devil's screaming at you that it's never going to happen. So what do you need to do? You need to jump out of bed every day and begin to give God praise and do a little jig when you get out of bed and then laugh at the devil and say, hey, his goodness is working on my behalf today. Somebody, somebody say today. Once again, he says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Well, the question is, what was he doing in the meantime while he was waiting for the manifestation of the goodness of God? Well, look at, look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. He says, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in this tabernacle, in his tabernacle, sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yeah, I will what? I will sing praises unto who? The Lord. Come on. He was what? He was praising God, folks. If you want days of glory in 2018, you need to spend more time praising and thanking God and rejoicing for what he's already done in your life and what he's about to do. In other words, start practicing praise. Start what? Practicing praise. Look at Psalms 22, 22, 3. Psalms 22, verse 3. Come on. For thou art holy. O thou inhabitest the praises of Israel. He what inhabits the praises of his people, folks. This means he dwells in. And he abides in our praise. I'm saying again. He dwells in and abides in our praise. He comes down and actually settles with us. Right in the midst of praise. And do you know when God shows up? When God shows up, guess what? The enemy is stilled. The enemy is stopped. And every assignment of the enemy is broken, folks. 
That's what Psalms 8.2 tells us. Look what it says here. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling hast thou ordained strength because of thy enemy that thou might have what? Steal the avenger. Steal the enemy and the what? The avenger. Listen, wouldn't this scripture right here, wouldn't it be a good reason to spend more time in praise and worship? And be at church during praise and worship? And not talking and having conversations while praise and worship is going forth. What people constantly do while praise and worship is going forth. They back there talking, having conversations, not realizing it's the praise that steals the adventure. Devil sitting back there saying, oh, they ain't listening. They ain't thinking about God right now. They trying to get their conversation on right now. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. God shows up in the midst of our praise. And where he is, his glory is. And where the glory is, his goodness is. Let me say it again. God shows up in the midst of our what? Praise. And where he is, his glory is. And where the glory is, his goodness is. I don't know about you. I'd come to church and say, don't mess with me right now. I'm going to get my praise on. I don't have no conversation for you right now. You want to conversate for me? You wait for me like, like 30 minutes after service because I'm still getting my praise on after service. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Why? His goodness always shows up. Where he is celebrated. Hear what I just said. His goodness always shows up. Where he is what? Celebrated. If I was you, I would never miss praise and worship. If I heard these scriptures right here. If I'm really listening. If I'm really getting a revelation of what he's saying here. There wouldn't be a time that I would miss praise and worship. This is scripture, folks. But yet people treat praise and worship like it's nothing. Matter of fact, some people don't even come to church purposely until after praise and worship. Purposely. Their clock is not even time for praise and worship. They had no intention to come to praise and worship. And a lot of times they leave out here the same way they came in. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Look at Psalm 67.5. His goodness always shows up where he is celebrated, folks. We will celebrate in this church. You need to talk to him, praise and worship, take it outside. Tell them, Maggie. Don't be disturbing you. <laughs> Psalm 67, 5. Let the people praise. Listen to this now. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. But verse 6 says, then. Let's read it again. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee. Then, 
Say it again. He said, let the people praise thee. Oh, God, let the people praise thee. Then. He said, then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our God, shall bless us. Then, then, see, when he says then, then means if people will praise him, they will get a reaction from God. You know what I just said. He said, if people will praise me, you what? You'll get a reaction from God. If people will praise him, then something happens, folks. He's talking about the power of what? Praise. Why? Because then means for this reason. Soon afterwards, something will take place. Let the people praise you, O Lord. Then something will what? Will take place. Notice what else he says. Then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the end of the earth shall what? Fear him. Notice the blessing came after the praise. Say it again. The blessing came what? After the praise. The increase came after the praise. Come on, say amen, somebody. The glory came after the praise. The goodness came what? After the praise. Now you can see why so many of God's people are not experiencing more of the goodness of God in their life. Let me say that one more time. Now we can see why so many of God's people are not experiencing more of the goodness of God in their life. It's not that God is holding out, folks. They are not participating. They choose not to participate. That's a choice. That's a choice. That's a choice to stay in the gut of your mess. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because if we do our part, God never fails to do his part, folks. Come on, turn to somebody and say, if you just praise him, then you will experience his increase. Come on, say, if you just praise him, then you will experience his goodness. Come on, if you just praise him, you will experience his blessing. So go ahead and praise him right now. Go ahead and praise him right now. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, O Lord. See, in this particular verse, the word bless means to make happy. The word bless means to make successful. The word bless means to prosper. And the word bless means to cause good things to come into your life. 
if we'll just praise him, he'll cause good things to come into our lives. Come on, if we'll just praise him, he'll cause good things to come into my, to our lives. See, I'm so blessed because I'm a praiser, folks. When I open my eyes, I'm giving God praise. Not when I get out of bed. When I open my eyes, I say, thank you, Lord. Father, I give you praise. Father, I give you glory. I give my God thanks. Listen, I attribute every success in my life to God, to the God that I serve, folks. Why? Because without him, I am nothing. Without him, I can do nothing. So I give him praise the first thing in the morning. That's the first thing that comes out of my mouth when I open my eyes, folks. See, this is one of the greatest desires of our Heavenly Father. And that is to bring happiness and success and causing good things to come into our lives, folks. Come on, we all know 3 John 1, 2, where he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in what? Health, even as what? So prosper. So once again, perhaps one of the major reasons why Christians are not enjoying any more of the goodness of God than they are because they don't want to give him praise. They don't thank him enough. They don't praise him enough. And don't, then they don't rejoice in him enough. Let me remind you again. The glory of God is the manifested presence of God. It's the manifested goodness of God. And it's the manifested power of God. We also learn that praise will not only bring the presence of God on the scene, but it will also bring the what? The goodness of God on the scene. However, it doesn't stop there, folks. Praise will also bring the power of God at work in your life. And when this power comes, things change. Let me say it again. When the power comes, then things change. And pray, praise will bring the power of God at work in your life. Even things that seem impossible will begin to change. Come on, a great example of this in Acts chapter 16, verse 19. Acts 16, 19. Come on, you online, you need to be praising God too. Don't be sitting here watching me. <laughs> Acts 16, 19. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them in the marketplace unto the rulers. And brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful, us to, lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up against, together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. 
who having received such charge, thrust them in the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, at midnight, Paul and Silas did what? Praise and what? Sang praises unto God and the prisoners what? Heard them. But did you notice the choir director wasn't with them? They did it on their own, folks. How often do you do it on your own? Come on, say amen, somebody. The only time you praise God is when you come to church. Or I am Minister Walker has to prompt you to praise God. If you only wait to praise God when somebody leads you, you waited too long. It says the prisoners heard them. When was the last time somebody heard you praise God? Come on, say amen, somebody. Somebody might sit up and say, well, I have praise in my heart. It just doesn't come out my mouth all the time. Tell you never, that's a lie. Why? Because even the Bible says out the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. If you have a praise in your heart, if you have a praise in your heart, there's no way you can contain it. It's got to come out. Come on, say amen, somebody. It says the prisoners heard them, folks. Verse 26, and suddenly, Come on, who wants suddenlies in your life right now? And suddenly there was a what? Great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were unopened and everyone's bands were what? Loose. Notice, praise brought in the presence of the power of God and it changed what seemed to be impossible. And it changed their circumstances. And guess what? It'll change your circumstances too. Come on. Who wants to see more of the glory of God in 2018? Oh, just a couple of y'all. Who wants to see the more of the glory of God in 2018? Who wants the word of the Lord for 2018 to come to pass in their lives? then I encourage you to spend more time praising God. Because praise not only brings the presence of God, the goodness of God, it will bring the power of God, and it also disarms the adversary. Look at 2 Chronicles 20, 20. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20 it says, And they rose early in the morning, went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. 
so shall you be established. Believe as prophets, so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should what? Praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army and to say what? Praise the Lord for his mercy and ever. What did God do? God said, bring those people that don't have no sense but to praise me. Bring the singers up front. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 22, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were what? Smitten. Listen, their praises disarmed and confounded the enemy. Understand this. Satan don't know what to do. Satan don't know what to do when you praise God and he thinks he's got you. Satan doesn't know what to do when you're praising God and you're in the worst trial that you ever experienced. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. You praise him anyway. You praise him anyhow. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? It disarms the adversary. So if you truly want 2018 to be a year of days of greater glory, then I strongly suggest that you spend more time praising your God, spend more time rejoicing in your Lord, because the Bible said rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Joshua 6.20. What did praise do to the walls of Jericho? Joshua 6.20. These aren't just little cute stories. This is the power of praise. Joshua 6.20. They were under the old covenant. They had more sense than sometimes we do. Joshua 6.20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people what? Shout over what? Great shout that the wall fell down what? Flat. So that the people went up into the city, every man straight before them, and they took the city. How did they take the city? They took the city with a shout. A shout of praise. A shout of praise. Took down a whole city, folks. Knocked down walls. Knocked down walls. Knocked down walls that seem impenetrable. Come on, say amen, somebody. Knocked down walls. Knocked down walls. Their praise knocked down walls, folks. How many walls you got up that you ain't even knocked down yet because you won't even open your mouth? It knocked down walls, folks. And listen here. I got some suggestions for you. If you have trouble engaging, engaging in praise, I suggest that you get some good CDs with praise and worship on them. 
Saturate the atmosphere with praise and worship, folks. Now, you're not listening to songs for entertainment because a lot of the Christian songs out here are for entertainment. But praise and worship will magnify God. It will lift up the Lord Jesus Christ and he gets all the glory. See, you don't walk, a while, you don't walk away saying, boy, they sure do sound, that, boy, that person can sing on that CD. Or they really can play that guitar. Come on, that's part of it, but you walk away saying the Lord is good. See, listening to real, real praise and worship is like jump-starting a battery. Let me say it again. Listening to real praise and worship is like what? Jump-starting a battery. You can go into your room. You don't feel like praising God. You're going through everything you could imagine. What am I going to do? When is this going to change? Come on. What's happening? Your battery is down. Your what? Your battery is down. And there's two things that will jumpstart your battery. Number one is praying in the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 14.4 says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue Edifies up, building up himself. Amen. In other words, you charge yourself back up by praying in the what? Holy Ghost. And number two is praise and worship, folks. Somebody say praise and worship. And if you're down in your spirit and you're a little concerned about how this is going to turn out and you don't know what you're going to do, take that praise and worship tape CD, it's like what? It's like plugging it into your heart, folks. It's like connecting it to your heart like jumping cables. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And you just walk around in that room. You just walk around. Come on, because you're connected to what? To the battery source. Come on, say amen, somebody. You're getting a jump start. And what happened is after a while, you keep listening to it. You keep, it's, it's, it's jumping your heart. It's jumping your heart. And after a while, it, 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 it'll kick in. And it kicked like that, it kicked like that battery starts up when you put a jumping cable, jumping cables to your car, folks. And next thing you know it, you'll be singing right along with the song. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. I'm on you'll be starting, hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on. You'll be singing right along. And then when the song stops, you'll keep singing. Somebody say, I'll keep singing. See, a lot of times. New songs will come out of your spirit that you or nobody else has ever heard before. I'm talking about new songs coming out of your spirit. Jump start your battery. Jump start your battery. Don't walk around with sadness. Don't walk around with your face all screwed up. Don't walk around looking depressed and oppressed. Come on, say amen. No, God has given you the tools that will cause his presence, his power, and his goodness to show up in your life. So why are you walking around like that? 
Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. What did David say again? Surely goodness and mercy is for what? Follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Every day of your life should be a good day. But you got to make it a good day on purpose. So what should you be doing right now? So what should you be doing right now? What should you be doing right now? Now this is what I seen. That's what I seen. Praise the Lord. That's what I see. This is what I just see. No, they didn't get with no, one hand. Praise the Lord. After all I just taught. After all the word of the Lord just told you, what should have been your response? What should have been your response? The only one that should have an excuse to be sitting down here is Irene because of her foot. She's the only one that has the excuse to be sitting down right now. <laughs> you ain't got no excuse to sit that down either. That's the problem, folks. That's the problem. When somebody has to prompt you to give God praise, that's a red flag that praise is not in you. Say it again. That somebody got to prompt you to give God praise. That's a red flag. That you got issues. That you need to deal with. Especially after all the scriptures I just went over. That means that scripture went in one ear. And out the other. It didn't settle in the heart. Why? Because the devil comes immediately. And somebody, you just let the devil steal all the word he's been giving you today. Are you listening to me out here? The only way you're going to come out is through what? Praise and worship. We done read too many scriptures telling you what praise will do. But yet we still got to be prompted to praise God. Lift your hands before the Lord. Father, we give you praise.